Welcome to the Tales from Wales podcast with me, Stefan Evans, and Drew Taylor. Today's guest is Earl Palmer. Hello, Earl. How are you doing today, my big man? I'm great, thank you. You've given me a, a free ginger beer, so well, maybe I shouldn't say that because the bosses are in the corner. Sorry, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, um, today, today I'm a podcaster. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm, yeah, tomorrow I'm a cafe worker, so it's all right. <laughs> it, it, it's a, quite, a, quite, a, quite a dangerous-looking bottle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's Australian. It looks like yeah. medicine rather than uh, all those all those tonic wines that Jamaicans uh, drink. It's delicious, though. Are you fans of ginger beer? Because I know ginger beer is very polarised, and they like. Yeah, um, and the ginger is a really strong taste. I love ginger. Really yeah, ginger's the best. Taste. Yeah, I like it with rum. But then we were talking before. You don't drink, do you? I don't so. drink. No. It's very good. So every time I buy this. People think that I'm going to make a Moscow Mule. Yeah. Which like ginger beer and vodka, which I had yeah. no idea about. Yeah. It's like, no, ginger beer is just delicious on its own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, those like fiery ones. And you're like, oh, Jesus. I know, yeah, the hotter the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to put orange juice on top of it, just to bulk it up. <laughs> that seems repulsive. It's, it's not bad. It's <laughs> 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 Jesus. So sort of thinking, oh, I should be doing something healthy. I'll put a bit of orange juice on top of this ginger, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually in the cafe um, I, uh, that we're in now, so Snails Nelly, where I, I work here in the daytime because I'm doing really well at comedy. And um, <laughs> and I, I, I looked the, in the kitchen, I was starving. It was really, really busy. And I looked, and it looked like uh, grated cheese. I thought I'd take like a little pinch ginger. of grated cheese. It was ginger. Brilliant. Oh. <laughs> it's good, though, eh? Yeah, good yeah, for you. yeah, good for the system, just I not good ginger. for the taste buds. So, Earl, um, we always say to our guests, you know, um, introduce yourself to the audience who's listening. So, Earl Palmer is from Newport. Yeah. Uh, started acting, jeez, 11 years ago now, I think. It's impressive. Yeah, when I was early 30s. I see you trying early, to figure early, out. Early, like early 20s, early 20s. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've been acting for, for 10, 12 years now. And uh, it's finally starting to, to go well. Is that, is, it quite, is that quite late again to act in your 30s? I think so. I think most people, you know, most people you, that, that have succeeded have gone to, to college and have gone to good colleges. I think especially in the UK, people tend to go to the, the, the better colleges who then get into that inner circle, which is very tough to break into. Um, when we say college, no, we're not talking about college, we mean like acting college. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. mean like RADA or, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Welsh College of Music and Drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, but um, not yeah, the, not, not not the Polytechnic, but <laughs> <laughs> Crosby's Tertiary College, <laughs> which I did attend, and it was a fantastic college, I should say. Oh, well, you said yeah, yeah. leisure and tourism. Nice, nice. Leisure and tourism. I was in college in Hanford West Christ. doing uh, public services because I wanted to be a police officer. How stupid and dumb was I? Back Brilliant. Then? Is there that place where we pulled in before to stop on our way home? Is it like a police headquarters type place? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember doing the actual physical test when I was 17 smashed it absolutely smashed it yeah what do, now, do, what do you have to do for that press ups sit ups bleep test and spelling well and I, spelling because yeah. your, your notebook is the yeah, most important much, uh, thing yeah. press ups sit ups and spelling yeah yeah <laughs> Equally at the same time. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I before E, except no, no. But then, you know, I, there was one part I failed, and that was the fascism part. So I, you know, fascism, I, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't make one. it in. Well, I, I applied for the police after uni. I'd gone in up in Northampton, so I had to have moved. But then, with the change from Labour to Conservative, it, it fell through, and the thing didn't happen. But the fitness testing was you had to be able to push and pull 35 kilograms. Um, I think if you can't push and pull 35 kilograms, you. To not you're be a baby. policeman, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you, a baby. You, 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 you've got more things going on than you're not a super police officer. Like it's quite, it's really, really low. That was low. a test. Thirty-five kilograms. You just thirty-five kilograms. Push and pull. Thirty-five kilograms. And you allowed five attempts, and it averaged out. 
So if we did 30, 30, 40, 40, 40, that would have been fine. Wow. But it was because that used to be the ladies' test, and okay. men complained that it wasn't fair that the men and the ladies had different tests, so they made the men's tests down to the ladies' standards. However, good, good idea, guys. Good idea. Good idea. That seems ridiculous. When uh, growing up, police were always scary. Like, and my, my bambi would always talk about, like, police in his day were always, like, the biggest, toughest, yeah, yeah. hardest buggers you could find. Yeah. Now they can give you a light push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they changed that helmet to a cap, then they just lost all the respect. All respect, yeah. yeah. Yeah, They went from being, like, seven foot tall to, <laughs> to five foot. Yeah, exactly. If I, if, I, if, I can't, if I can't piss in his hat, then, uh, then he's, he's, he's not hard. That's what, that's what he's saying there. If, it, if, if, it were, if a Hindu from the valleys can look harder than the police we've got these days, you shouldn't respect them. Which I'm not going to talk badly about the police, are we? So <laughs> 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 no, the police are good. The, the police do the right, the right things at the right times. So good on them, you know. Uh, we've got, uh, this is massively convoluted. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah good, good old police hats. So, uh, so how's the acting going? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Trans- have I played a policeman before? You'd be a really, you'd be an intimidating policeman. I've, I've played a detective before. I don't think I'm not sure if I've played. I haven't put the uniform. No, I lie. I have put the uniform on. It was kind of like an acting slash modelling job up in London, and I felt the power, like because we were out there promoting these uh, security cameras. Yeah, body people, cams. Like yeah, the body cam things. People actually thought that we were police officers and coming up and giving us the respect. Of pl- it was like, wow, it's intoxicating. Yeah. Like, I understand why they b- they're such dicks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. it was yeah. like, you know what? Like, I own you. Like, I own everyone. Everyone who's come to talk to me is speaking to me with a certain respect and fear. And I was like, I like this. <laughs> you go around saying, hey, put that down. <laughs> yeah, hey, just, pick that just up. do whatever you want. That's brilliant. Yeah, stop well, the kid from crying. Yeah, yeah. Done. Up in, Ed- <laughs> up in Edinburgh Festival about three years ago. Do you know Damien Kingsley, comedian? No. He did a bit of a... Stunt where he was dressed up as either a security guard or okay. a police officer, but I think it was a security guard. And he was approaching audience members and people and saying, Excuse me, can I search your bag, please? And he, they'd let him search his bag and he put a flyer up for his show in really? the bag. Genius. And then he got arrested for it. Um, oh, wow. Fascinating. But officer. it was all sort of smoothed over, I think. But yeah, I think he won the award. I think it's the Cunning Stunt Award, like sort of the gimmick. Oh, right. He won the award for that. Like, but yeah, can I see your bag? And it's got a high vis on or something. People listen to you, don't they? they yeah, you won't get away with so much stuff. But yeah, there's a police officer. It was like, Wow, I get it. I want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, I reckon you should. Well, as an actor, you get that anyway. Like, yeah. everyone kisses your backside anyway. So yeah. it's like, ah. did you get the same sort of feeling when you played a porn star on True on Tourist Trap? <laughs> not at all. I want this. Oh, not at all. But my parents were so proud. Were they? Yeah. Ah, that's nice. Well, you know, porn star. All yeah. my buddies think that I, you know, I've been in LA for the past five years. They all think that I'm a porn star over there. Amazing. And just, you know, been was it silk or satin that uh, that uh, it was silk sil- silk yeah. dressing gown yeah you wow. didn't get to see the crocs that I was wearing though. <laughs> like the full costume <laughs> was something to behold but they only showed me from waist up <laughs> that's good yeah that's nice thing. Like, with, with, with this sort of medium now podcast we could all be sat here with uh, just t-shirts and nothing that's not going to be nobody would know it's a let's nice do it nice <laughs> yeah. let's just do I'm it wearing high heels earrings and a top hat <laughs> <laughs> but even if it is playing a porn star it's on the BBC, isn't it? So it's got so, a yeah, legitimacy yeah. attached to it. So. It was it was so much, and honest to God, like it was the best acting experience I've ever had. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, like I got I, the the director Kerry Collins reached out to me to ask if I could uh, audition for a certain role on the show, which sadly I didn't get. And looking at the series, I think I was a bit too old for it. Um, and then he, you know, after my audition, he reached out and said, "Sorry, you haven't got it, but 
we got a porn star Wolfie I was like perfect yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want to play a porn star in a BBC comedy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everyone's dreaming yeah. and uh, I turn up and the, the majority of the show was improv you know the, the writers they write out a script and you, you get your jokes in uh, the ones that you know that they've written out and there's a there's a, a rough script of, of the scene and then you just they just lay you off fun they tell you your boundaries of what you can do what you can't do Brilliant. and then you can just play so you're going sort of from A to B to C to D but how you get there is sort of up to you more, more, more so is it yeah oh so sorry I just said D I thought there was going to be like some porn star <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was saying A to null uh, <laughs> But you said about sort of obviously you play for a role and um, you didn't get it because perhaps the age range wasn't quite right. Is that something you find quite difficult? Because obviously starting acting later, is there sort of a bit of typecasting going on? And obviously a big sort of physical looking bloke. And I think uh, like when I first started, I didn't, you know, it was just I'll give it a go until someone who knows what they're talking about tells me that I can't act. Because I was like, well, I have no training. I just, uh, I watched the Fast, like honest to God, true story. Fast and the Furious was the film that inspired me to want to become an actor. I was working in sports development, working with kids, trying to get them, uh, you know, back into mainstream education, using yeah. sport as a tool to, to get them off the streets and stuff. Um, and I was just sick and fed of being called up names every single day. So I was like, I watched the Fast and Furious, and I was like, Jesus Christ, these guys like Paul Walker, may he rest in peace, mm. great guy, sucked at acting. Yeah. <laughs> but he was beautiful, yeah. sucked at acting. Yeah. Vin Diesel, who is actually a phenomenal actor that's just never... He stuck Had in that sort of typecast role, yeah. wasn't he? Like, he's a great actor, but they're yeah, the roles. And I, I was watching it and thinking, Jesus Christ, I could do a better job. And that's what inspired me to, yeah. to kick on and try and become an actor. Um, and I do, I used to struggle with, you know, what do people think of me? Like, how are they going to view me? Yeah. But the amount of auditions I've had, and you get turned down, like, on such a regular basis that it's you know you get so many no's and so many you don't just get calls back for that uh it's just it's just personal opinion you walk into a room and they either see you as the person that they want or they don't yeah and it's not that you're a bad actor or that they dislike you it's just they didn't have you in in mind yeah you do fit the bill yeah i've had so many bad auditions and then landed the role like got the call the next day or two days later to say yeah you know we loved you can you go like wow like I to play suck. a porn star again. <laughs> 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 that was just like Kerry knew me, I guess, from years and just knew I could play that. It's brilliant. You knew I had the build for it. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's when uh, Harvey Weinstein offers you uh, that same sort of role when you want to start worrying, isn't it? Did you see the Ricky Gervais uh, Golden Globes? Yeah. Monologue at the start. I've seen bits of it, but I haven't Good seen it. Good on him. Oh, Good it on him. Calling them all out. It was class. The calling out the hypocrisy of it all. It was yeah. Like really good. But you know, I, I think if <laughs> if, uh, if you and Harvey, Harvey Weinstein were in a room, I don't think he'd be. You know, he'd need more than one Zimmer frame by the time you were done with him. Definitely. I like to think so. Like definitely. Kevin Spacey, I don't know. Like Kevin Spacey is a bit of a grabber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have resp- like someone grabbed Terry Crews, didn't they? Yeah, like, that's a last Jesus Christ, that's, that's, a, that's a brave man that yeah. decides they're just going to like sexually assault yeah. Terry Crews. But what I liked about what he did there, because he easily could have hit that person. He could have destroyed he him. He, he didn't. Like, yeah. He's a unit. But he did it the smart way by going public. Yeah. And then, you know, making sure that, you know, they, they, that these things are happening to lots of different people. Yeah. Not just... It's good. Like, I've, I, you know, it's very different from... Oh my god, we're getting serious now, aren't we? Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, it's super, serious, super, police it's super different the way, like, like between men and women. Like, if someone, like, I've worked the doors for ages, mm. and I've had all the women grab my butt. Yeah. 
but they don't present a threat to me. So no. it's just like, yeah. yeah. Really it's a bit different if you've got a guy grabbing a, a female's butt, I think. Yeah, then, definitely. Yeah, like, you present a bit more of a threat. You deserve well, a slap. It's yeah, you have these, um, these butler in the buff type events, and um, I've, I've, I've attended one or two of them. What's the it? Past. Butter in the buff? Butler in the buff. Oh, butler. Butler in the buff. Oh, it's all like you done that. No, no, no. Butler in and, um, you, you, the way women behave at these events is absolutely diabolical. Really? Oh, absolutely. I need to get involved in these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, but if a man behaved like that, you'd be, the police would be phoned, you'd be kicked out, you'd be banned, and it's just, there is a slight hypocrisy there, isn't it? But then we're guilty of doing ourselves saying, oh, you know, if with the whole, um, the whole teachers in school, and it's, it's always in America when, when the 25 year old teacher slept with the 15 year old boy, like, get in there, son. But if it was early around, they'd be like, uh, that's disgusting, but it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when I was 15, 100% there was like four or five teachers that I would have loved to have like taught me the ways of the world. Not my school. Old. They look like sun-dried ball bags. These old women. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch them out. <laughs> but you mentioned um, sort of like you started acting late, and then you spent the last five years in Los Angeles. Like I, I've mentioned this in the podcast before. I'm quite. Um, I don't know if the term could be like Ameri- Americophile, America. I, 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 I love America. I romanticize yeah, America quite yeah. a lot. Like I've said before, like, you know, I'd love to go to New York and do stand up. The reality would probably be horrendous. It'd probably be really yeah. hard slog. What, what was to trying to go to LA and, and give it a go and give it a shot? Like, I think it was um, it was sim- it was similar. To, I guess you know it's so competitive. There's so many people out there doing it. Everyone you come across in any walk of life in LA seems to be either in the industry or wanting to be in the industry. Yeah. So you can either look, you can look at it one or two ways, I guess. You either look at it as inspiring yeah. or you look at it as competition. It's like, ah, you know, it's going to be too difficult. I'm done. Um, I always look at it as inspiring. You know, the ev- everywhere in LA is just, you see the Hollywood sign when you're on the one side of the hill. You see the, the studios if you're on the other side of the Hollywood hills. Yeah. You know, everywhere you go, there's billboards and posters and stuff. So you're constantly reminded of why you're there and what you want to achieve. You're constantly talking to people that are either in the industry, wanting to be in the industry, as I just said. So it's, you know, if you've got a little bit of competitive nature about you, it's like the best place to go. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, the the career didn't take off when I was over there. I had some good jobs. Um had a lot of visa issues, green card issues. Turns out I was like illegal for four of the five years that I was out there pretty much after they turned down my green card. Um, this don't go out in America, does it? No, from no yeah. yeah like USCIS is not going to listen no, to no, this. No. Happy days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it seems that they may have botched my case up anyway. But yeah, well, you so didn't, was, they did. So that's yeah, fine. they botched my case up, it seems anyway, because I'm going on Thursday, fingers crossed, they give me a holiday visa. But up until. I'm banned for 10 years at the moment. Are you really? Well, yeah. I was in the green card process. Then they turned me down for the green card, but I stayed in country because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Then as soon as they turn it down, they're like, oh, by the way, when you were in the process, now we clash you as illegal. And I was like, ah, that sucks. And then they accidentally sent me uh, a work visa for a year. And my lawyer was like, no, you should go home. I was like, no. You <laughs> sent me a work visa like it's their mistake. Yeah, 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 of course. And I was able to work on it. But, uh, but yeah, it turns out that for all that time I was illegal. So, like, just for clarification, like, green card is permission to live and work in America, essentially. Yeah, for seven years, I think. Yeah. So, I, I initially went out there on an O-1 visa, which is uh, an alien of extraordinary ability. 
like in uh, sounds pretty, cool. sounds pretty yeah, it does, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> An alien of extraordinary ability, yeah. So in the world of uh, entertainment or sport. Okay. Um, so I got that, and I was three years. So I was able to to try and work there and book jobs off that. But then as soon as that run out, I was like, well, natural progression is green card. You know, I want to stay for longer. I want to have the ability to to go back and forth. Yeah. Um, and there was at the time there was nothing really going on in Wales. Like stuff was being filmed here, but everything yeah. was being cast. LA, New York, yeah. London. Um, and I was like, well, I got to move, and it's going to either be London or LA. Mm. And you know, being a rugby player yourself, yeah, I'm sure you know that wherever you go, rugby clubs, if you're from Wales, if you have a funny voice, they're willing to, to help you out as much as possible. Yeah. It's like a, a massive fraternity around the world. Um, so I reached out to all of the rugby clubs in LA. Two or three got back to me and said, you know, we're willing to help you out. I was like, brilliant, I can come along, play yeah. the odd game, do some coaching, whatever you want. And uh, yeah, it turns out that it was cheaper to go to LA than it would have ever been to go to London. Really? Um, and LA is so much more welcoming. Like, it's a very tough inner circle to break into. I'm not sure if it's the same with stand-up, but it seems that if you don't go to the right schools for acting, yeah. it's very difficult to get the contacts mm. that you need to, to kind of break in. Like, you're always trying to get in the back door, but LA just sort of... Anyone, there's anyone. Is if you're talented, if you're beautiful, if you, you know, you just got the the will and the drive to want to do it, they'll accept you. And do you think that's like a, a, a cultural difference with America? Or do you think it's like maybe a weather thing? Because the it's it's like 20 degrees plus all your own, isn't it? In, yeah, in LA, like it's just I think it's the American dream as well, isn't it? It is. Um, I think uh, you know everyone. They they really respect British um, artists, British actors. Yeah. Um, because of the way we work, I think, and especially if we go to LA, they realize the work that we've done to get there. Um, the amount of effort that it takes just to get there to be able to work is huge in their eyes. So, and you know, we're always, everyone thought that I was classically trained just because of the way I sound. Yeah. And I never corrected anyone. Yeah, why should you? Um, but yeah, this, this, that's your assumption that you're making of me and I'll go along with it. Um, so yeah, I think that that's got something to do with it. They they kind of they revere us, and over here, I think it's I don't know, it's it's way more of a middle upper class thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think to become an actor, to to learn drama in school, and then to go on to college and university well, it's, to it's, do. I think it's almost especially in South Wales, it seems as like um, possibly a hobby rather than a yeah. career path. You know, because yeah. amateur drama is quite popular in Van yeah. as well, performances and plays put on and stuff, but you don't see it's so common as sort of you know, well, no, what, what do you really want to do? <coughs> The careers advisors in school, you know, I want to be an actor. You can't do that. Oh look at these different courses and say, but no, that's what I wanted to do, you yeah. know. So did you find it took you a long time to you said obviously is this something you wanted to do at a younger age, but it took you a while to take that step forward? No, I, I was always I was always sport. I wanted right. to play for Man United, you know, it was always I'll keep on pursuing this until it's not gonna happen and yeah. you know, it's playing for Newport AFC when I was 18 and then I was like okay I'm not going to play for Man United now I'm 18 I'm old mm. I'll give rugby a go let's try rugby I'll be a professional rugby player instead and slowly but surely it was just like ah, I achieved different things I wanted to and then it was like what's my next challenge that's good and acting was the, the thing and man once I did it once it was like oh, okay this is what I want to do now yeah but like I think people throw on to him like um, overnight success and you know, you've been acting out mm -hmm. for eleven years. It's, it's, it's not it's not a thing as the overnight success. No, do you it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the acting, in the industry. The same as stand up. I imagine you don't just yeah. all of a sudden become. You don't click and you're ready, do you? No, 
it's um it's a long slog like someone said to peter dinklage like oh you know you're so lucky to be where you are right now you know and it's like what do you what do you mean lucky like i've been living in the freezing cold in new york doing shows you know with two or three people who show up and watch and mm. i've been doing this for 20 odd years yeah, 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 exactly. to get to this point now and now you're just recognizing me yeah there's a hell of a lot of work that's gone yeah. on beforehand well i always find it funny when someone like peter dinklage becomes like a bit of a global star and he's he is um he's green of thrones and that's what he's known for yeah. now they'll watch a film and go oh there he is yeah, there he is he's yeah. in that he's film an elf. from 15 yeah. years ago that, yeah. I've, that i've never seen he's yeah, in yeah. um he's like, a film with martin Lawrence and chris rock as well so we do a film like death at a funeral. Oh, death at a funeral. Yeah, yeah, that's like a remake, Which, I think, isn't it? Yeah, the British version is so much better. The old it? leading comedy. Yeah, yeah. Is no, he's in the British one. He's in the American one as well. Is he? Yeah, he's like he t- he's, he's the, the sister's boyfriend or the stepdad or something. He right, the Bri- yeah, the British version is so much better than right. the American version. Which is quite always the. But yeah, it's the same. Yeah, you watch him and you see him in Elf, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, there he is. Just you know, just putting in the hours, isn't he? That's what he's doing there. Eh? I mean, yeah, the, you know, you can go back, you see superstars in films like 10, 20 years ago, and you're yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ, there's that little bit part, and now they're a megastar. Like Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman, all them, you know. Samuel L. Jackson in Come to America, yeah, I think, yeah. is that his first role? Yeah, yeah, I think. And he was in Jurassic Park as well, wasn't he? Samuel he was, Jackson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he a T-Rex? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but like, yeah. He was, yeah, was the yeah. IT guy yeah, in yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jurassic didn't Park. Say, really? Didn't see yeah. motherfucker once. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. <laughs> that can, you say, can you say... Yeah, he was saying motherfucker. Wow, fair play. <laughs> fair play. <laughs> fair play. <laughs> wow. Other uh, parents are, are available. <laughs> this is not the BBC. Fuck your stepdad. But yeah, like... I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit of acting. I can promise you, I am shit. I don't believe that for a oh, second. Oh no, hugely. I, I haven't got the look or the shoulders that you've got. But uh, yeah. I, I, I think that acting isn't as easy as as a lot of people think. You know, like because I think I've watched them a few videos online, especially online videos, uh, tasteful ones, obviously, of ones I've done, and I look at myself and I go, "Oh my god, you absolute pillock! <laughs> you cannot act for shit." Like, uh, but then you know, well, I, I, like, I see people like yourself who are quite—you seem really like sort of sort of strong. And well, then, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, in the head and in the body, obviously. Uh, emotionally. Uh, well, yeah, emotionally. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. There we go. Uh, smell. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you see people like like yourselves acting, like, like, and you say, yeah, they're, they're, that's an actor. That's definitely an actor. Not just a. a oh, that's a, awesome. Not just so not, not 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 just a comedian having a go. Like you, you know, you fit the bill. You have a certain like sort of aura about it, and I think that that's the professionalism, isn't it? You know. I think, I, yeah, it's not, you know, I, I always thought, ah, you can either do it or you can't. You don't, you know, you don't need training. You've either, you've either got it or you haven't, mm. you know, it's, your job is trying to convince someone that you're being real, eh? Yeah. Like, you, you, in, you, in whatever role you're doing, even yeah. if it's like my stupid superhero thing, you're just trying to convince someone that you're actually that person, you're, you're just as real as possible. Yeah, you're not giving it, you're not just giving it a go, you're yeah. giving it everything, But the more I've done it, the more I realise, ah, actually, there's a lot more work that goes into it than just on in front of the camera and messing around and, and playing that there is a, a craft as they say behind it do you find you do or get offered or, or, or t- partake in like similar roles because of obviously f- physical sort of body type and age or do you find it quite varied well I feel like I play an idiot a lot like I get cast because I think a big guy yeah. that's doing something silly is just amusing as a visual yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I end up like yeah, I just end up looking like an idiot a lot, 
like I was singing the other day. I, <laughs> it might be, yeah, if, if it makes people laugh, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, at some point, like I would love to play someone that's just cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of someone that just wears a stupid outfit or wears a silk robe playing a part. <laughs> you know, someone that's just cool. I didn't think you looked stupid doing that. I think you no. looked the part. Oh, thank you. Look like chief penetrator of that film shoot. <laughs> Definitely. I love like uh, Mike and Mary's reactions, like what I was doing to that poor young girl and, <laughs> and the sheep and the horse that were in there as well. In theory, it was just wrong. <laughs> like their reactions were absolutely brilliant like it was painted when I was watching it was painting a picture in my head of what I'd actually just done so go, so going into our scene together it was like, like I am pure filth like what I just did is just the worst thing you can imagine on a porn set don't touch me yeah and I like my cardio was up because I was hardly heavy breathing and stuff it's like ah, it's just a normal day that for me this is how do you sort of like approach each role and you sort of do a bit of planning and research or do you because it's, it's method acting. Well, Are you asking if I, like, if, I did a lot, if I watched a lot of porn? No, not to play for that role. No, <laughs> or, or like, yeah, or watched a lot of uh, all creatures great to small. Like, but no, not, not for that role specifically, but for all roles. Like, how do you approach it normally? So I, I do, like, I try to watch as much as possible uh, regarding, you know, people who have been there and done it the same. Um, same type of thing. Try and research the role as much as possible and then just create the character that to find something within me that's in that character. So if it's a porn star, <laughs> oh, just yeah. trying to find something in the porn star yeah. that that I've got in me, like that that little bit of exhibitionist that's in me, yeah. um, that I can bring to the character. You know, if it's the the Welsh superhero, like that that was actually like crazy. Remember when those riots were going on uh, after the the young guy in Tottenham? Oh, in, I think in London, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That ended up spreading around the country for yeah. no reason yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Just like, like and they were in Newport, it. and people were going crazy, like like ramming into shops and stuff and stealing and whatnot. So, like, I was patrol, <laughs> like patrolling the corner shop because it was run by like our neighbours. Yeah. So I was patrolling, and I was like, "It's not going to happen here." Like it was just on the other side of the river. It's like if they come over, it's not going to happen here. Ah, that's brilliant. So it was like little parts. You've got to find little parts of yourself for any role. And the one of the last roles I did, I had to play a guy that was um, like. He would force himself on women. He was a, like a massive creep, and it was hard to do to find that in me to, you know, to find that little part of me that was willing to do that to a woman. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, was testing. Mm. That was like one of the most testing things. Especially when it's not do. you, isn't it? Yeah, but it, you know, and it's not me. The same as you know, playing something as disgusting and hideous as a paedophile is not me. But you've got to find little elements of yourself to put into that character to make it realistic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess that's what I do more than anything else is just try and find me in the character somehow. So, so do you prefer like just in the sort of the dynamic or the binary? Do you prefer being the good guy or the bad guy? Which sort of role do you prefer typically? I mean, it's always nice to be liked, eh? Mm. But it's so much fun to play a bad guy. Like it's so I much fun to, to scare guy. people. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a. That's kind of almost the biggest test, is if you are a nice guy, mm. um, which I like to think that I am, but people that know you watch it and be like, holy shit, like you were quite scary in that. Yeah. It's like, well, I clearly did a decent enough job then. Definitely. Yeah, like tapping um, into you in the dark side. Like, yeah, which I think everyone's got. But safe confines but yeah, of but yeah, be exactly, being able to do it, being able to, all of the rage that you have built up inside you, being able to, you know, get that out in front of the camera is... Uh, is yeah, it's cathartic. It's awesome. That's cool. You just leave it. Just leave it on set. Then. Exactly. No yeah. Intended, isn't it? 
exactly it is brilliant but you said earlier in the in the recording that like um going to la didn't work out as you wanted it to which perhaps can be said for a lot of people and a lot of things they do you know but well, i'm not an avengers end game so it didn't yeah. work out exactly but the amount of marvel sequels that are all of us will eventually be in a marvel at some point, point, yeah, some point, point we don't actors. even know but, <laughs> but was it a valuable time and experience you spent there like that was the best and i've still got no doubt in my mind that i can crack la um, it's just it just won the right time, you know. I was there for five years. When I was first there, I could like legally work for the first six months, and then my visa ran out. In that time, I booked uh, like a, a Game of Thrones review show on YouTube. That was great fun. That was the first job I booked in LA. Um, I booked a feature film where I played a Turkish army sergeant get in yeah that was quite bizarre I think I remember you doing that was you wearing a fez with a yeah I was yeah, I looked like Tommy Cooper <laughs> was it like, was it like a period a period it was yeah, yeah it was it was like because that's not really modern Turkish no, no, no. <laughs> it was it was like late 1800s right. I think like religious feature film it was bizarre it was bizarre and I yeah it was a bizarre role um and then I booked a commercial, like a Seagate commercial, where I played a, a special forces officer. That was awesome. And then a commercial I booked in uh, Vegas as well, playing uh, a guy who loved elderly women. That was that was advertising uh, saving water for uh, Nevada power and water. Oh, that's uh, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant, and that, that was actually that was one of the most fun jobs I've had. Um, it was great. I was playing a trash man. That's quite funny. Um, well, so you're into elderly women. Yeah. So there's so a bin man who likes elderly women. Yep. But is somehow trying to save Nevada's water. Yeah. That's two things that are going good. dry. Yeah. You can That's watch it. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, saving water is sexy. If you ever want to watch really? it on YouTube, <laughs> saving water is sexy and yeah, great. Actually, that yeah. down now fun commercial so yeah so in that small period of time like in that six months i was able to book all these jobs um and then it was like the the rug was ripped from under my feet and i couldn't couldn't work um couldn't couldn't get any acting jobs so that's when you know i started writing for the first time for myself yeah because i was just you know i'm sure it's the same with you guys when you don't perform after a certain point you just start and twitches and stuff. So just like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get it out. So is that where the sort of dipole came from? Then? Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you could, just like I've seen the episode, Stefan seen as well. Could you explain to people what what dipole is and what was sort of based on? Uh, so uh, yeah, loosely based on just being an idiot, really. But it's a Welsh superhero in Los Angeles um, who just wants to help, um, and he's, at the moment he's got no superpowers. But I'm added in Dipole 2, and in Dipole 3, you will have Super Get in. Just saying. <laughs> so you have to watch 2 and 3. Oh, oh my God, I was led there last night, actually, and I was <coughs> thinking, there's such a massive dark twist, such a dark turn that's going to happen in number 3 that kind of hit me yesterday when I was in bed. I was like, oh, my God, that's genius. Very Christopher Nolan, Batman. Sounds funny. Like dark stuff. There's so not at all but, but then yeah. like the first one when I've seen it it's a, it's, it's a really nice warm and fuzzy about it obviously I think I am nice warm and fuzzy because yeah, yeah. obviously you know when when you think of LA and films and like you know you're in like some like some sort of back streets and stuff in some of the scenes and, stuff, and it's just like it seems really friendly whereas you know we've all seen that one scene in Boys in the Hood when that guy's running up that back lane yeah. and that car pulls up and shoots him in the back like seven yeah. million times and you know that'll stick in your head cinematically wouldn't it but then there was something really warm and nice about that whole thing well, and I, I really enjoyed it I think that's that's Wales and that's Welsh people eh yeah 
is that yeah, LA is this place that is you know if you, it's it's easy to be intimidated. I think in that place, you know, where I lived, it was predominantly uh, black and Mexicans. Yeah, that lived in that area. Um, there was like a shooting in the car park of my cinema, which is like a mile away. Uh, there was a shooting outside my gym, which is half a mile away, mm-hmm. and there was like a mass shooting, like five miles away in a country and western bar. It's like, geez, like it's all yeah, it's it's all around you. Yeah, country and western bar, you yes. know who's going to be Start the mass shooting. Sounds differently. Yeah. <laughs> the bar like, just taking the mirror down. <laughs> so it is that kind of place that you kind of you just ignore that kind of stuff. And it was like, well, yeah, we're shooting in very iffy, dodgy areas, yeah. but. This is like a little part of Wales being brought to this scary area because, like, they don't know what Wales is. Like, n- most people in America think that we're just part of London or part of England, yeah, of course, of bizarrely. I think, I think as sort of um, Americans and British people, both Westerners and as Welsh people, I think we're quite spoiled because we see, we absorb a lot of America through television and yeah, for sure. to, to sort of our sort of media minds. Like, America is New York and California. That's yeah. pretty much it, you know. So yeah. is this Hollywood sort of view of America and then projection of America? Is it the same though when you're actually there and you're living it and you're doing this sort of day to day? No, not at all. Actually, uh, well, I was just thinking about because I've lived in Richmond, Virginia for a while. I lived in Buffalo, New York for a while, um, and they're completely unlike anywhere that you'll see in videos and stuff. But LA itself, nothing like you see in yeah in videos. I mean, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty close. But you know, when people think of the glamour and the glitz of LA, I mean, you've got Beverly Hills, which is yeah, it's gorgeous. You've got mm. some of the certain nice areas, but the homeless people there is just it's everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> like people think in Hollywood is glamorous. It's a it's a dive. Well, it's just like all the rich people have all got all the money. It's the yeah, same as anyway, and, and they move away. Like, but you see the homeless people and the people that are begging on the streets in Hollywood is disturbing. Like Skid Row in downtown LA. Easily the worst place I've ever been in my life. It's a moving yeah. floor. It's it's horrible. Like they reckon that's where the next plague is gonna begin. Like really? begin, yeah. Like, Jesus. Like they had an outbreak of typhoid there just before I left. I think Jeez. it's honestly it's like the walking Victorian type illnesses that we uh, okay. yeah we got rid of. Like yeah, bringing it back. It's crazy. Like it is the walking dead, and it's you know I'm not sure the size of it, but it's like 10, 15 like square blocks of tents on either side of the road. Cardboard shacks, people walking across the street naked, you know, defecating in the middle of the street, injecting. Yeah. And it's just, Jesus Christ, like, this is hell on earth. Yeah, the class system's been invented, isn't it? Yeah, it is dreadful. But you don't see that, I guess, on Mm. TV and films like LA is. Yeah, not not next to the red carpet. (laughs) Yeah. On on the night of the premiere. Oh, do they block off that red carpet? They must do. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Two miles either way. It is tough. Like, I was lucky enough to go to the premiere of Shazam on Hollywood Boulevard with my friend because she was in it um, it was like wait this is, this is awesome like that this that's the dream now yeah it's like to be able to shut off Hollywood Boulevard for a movie block out like clear out all the homeless people that are living in shop doorways get rid of the smell of marijuana and, and urine and be like this is us in the Chinese theatre now which Dipole showed that actually I oh, did it the Chinese oh, theatre yeah that was like one of the highlights of my life the man's Chinese theatre is it I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the T T T T C L Chinese Theatre. I don't know what it is. 
Pretty it's amazing. a iconic little independent cinema in the middle of uh, Hollywood. It's awesome. Like. It's awesome, but it's enormous inside there. I think they used to host the Oscars there. I'm not sure. But, you know, all the handprints that are outside. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, when I got the letter to say, oh, yeah, you know, we'd like to welcome you and show show your film. I was like, oh, that's amazing. And weirdly, like, I, it's Dipole's shown here once or twice in a few film festivals. It gets a better reaction in America. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's seen as an international film then, isn't it? Yeah, so. I think so. Because I was constantly wary about... You know, is this funny for Americans as well? Like, yeah. I, you know, it was written by myself and my friend Andy Osho. She directed it. Um, and it was like, okay, so it's going to have a lot of British humour. But is, does it translate to Americans? And, the, you know, the guys were working around. I was like, yeah, that's funny. That works. That that's works. Good. And then watching it in cinemas over here and over there, it's like, I think it plays better in America, weirdly. That's good. That's, 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 that's a mad sort of like friends list you've got there. You've got Andy Osho as, uh, as a good friend. Like I used to, when I, I've been in stand-up for almost five years now. When I, when I was starting, I used to watch a lot of her videos. I really like oh, her no stuff. And like, uh, she's like the nicest person in the world. Mad. I would not mess with her, but at the same time... Then I loved, same, I wouldn't either, but she's the nicest her. person in <laughs> the world. I loved watching her. I don't know. And as comedi- like comedians I was watching when I was, start- when I was starting to gig and stuff, I used to watch her because yeah. her stage presence was just so... Did I accidentally f- name drop then? Yeah. So I, I just named yeah. up brilliant. But, like but, I didn't even meet but, but it's different because you know them. Yeah, because she's that good a friend. Yeah, there's awesome. a lot of people, obviously, but uh-huh. I've followed around and. You know, <laughs> I didn't follow around them, until she became me. my friend. Like, <laughs> 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 like, that's not how we became friends. No, no, no. Well, that works for me. <laughs> I, was, I was just lucky. Like, we were both on a, on a network in Week in LA eight years ago now, nine years ago, I think. And uh, yeah, became friends. And yeah, from that point on, like, we've been friends that's for nice eight years. But she's awesome. And yeah, I, like that's why I got so much respect for what you guys do because I know how hard she worked to get to where she was. And um, yeah, it's a tough, tough game, like stand-up. Something that I've never given it. She, like, she, I was like, ah, maybe I'll give it a go. And she was like, if you're not passionate about it, it's too hard to just give a go. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe for a one-off experience, but stand-up is legit. If you're looking at it as a right to get into film and comedy, like a lot of comedy actors do, yeah. they start off doing stand-up. It's like it's it's a much harder slog than than you. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just stick to. It's like an audition every night. Yeah, just trying to make strangers laugh is is tough. So fair play to you for doing it. But it's especially when you sort of like until you've got a fan base, until you've got people who are coming to see you. If they just come into the comedy show, mm. you've got to be so broad, and your appeal has got to be so. And you can't please everyone. You can't sort of sort of get everyone on board yeah. and stuff. But it is a, it is a juggling act. But it's a similar thing. Like you said, you didn't get classically trained, and you didn't do that with stand up. You you you've done a comedy course. You did a comedy yeah, course. Comedy course six weeks. And, uh, and and I didn't. But. It didn't. It's not, it's not, it's not yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I did more myself, and it's the same thing since then. Kicking the ass for me. That's what, that's what I needed. <laughs> Go and do it. Okay. Do you, 180 quid. <laughs> do you find not being sort of classically trained or not doing that sort of route with your acting, you starting from up through the back, perhaps? So, um, I, I don't feel like I st- I've started further back with regards to my abilities or what I can do. Um, I think I started further back from contacts, maybe. Yeah. That would be the one thing. Like, the first the first film that I did was just a local feature film in Newport that my friend, uh, Vicky, she picked me up for. Uh, she reminded me. She was like, oh, you know, we, we said we'd do this audition like two weeks ago, and I never thought that she would remember, never thought it was going to happen. She picked me up. We went along, and it just made me realize, okay, this is what I want to do. But... It's like, okay, where do I go from here now? It's like, I've just done this local feature film that, you know, 
with all due respect, it wasn't the greatest when it came out, but it was so much fun to do, and it made me realize, okay, this is the dream that I want to pursue now. But it's like, well, where do I start? Like, starting from scratch, no contacts in yeah. the industry. You know, sport was okay, because, you know, I knew everyone in sport. Yeah, teammates, all yeah. comments, and yeah, on, that you know, everyone knows someone and stuff, yeah. especially in Wales, everyone, but in, in acting, it was like, well, I don't know anyone. Like, I've got no one that can give me a leg up. I'd yeah, you haven't got another 14 players pushing you on the view. Yeah. Like where do I go? Do I find an agent? Do I, you know, yeah. do I try and reach out to someone who knows what they're talking about? Yeah. And, and just try and make my own contact? Wales isn't a hotbed of film and TV making and things. It's not, it's things no. are often outsourced and they all, yeah. and we, as consumers, we buy in a lot of, you know, sure. English and American sort of programming yeah. and stuff. So it's quite a difficult sort of, Starting point, but since you've come back now, do you think things at that journey to LA has sort of pushed you on? Must you come back more? It's it's weird. I think, like, weirdly, what you've just said now is Wales are starting to make more stuff. Yeah, yeah. So BBC Wales have you know they commissioned the the tourist trap, they commissioned the Tuckers, which has just come out. Yeah. Um, so they're starting to make more things in Wales where they weren't doing before. Mm. Um, and I think the more quality stuff that we're creating, the more quality stuff that we're making, means that we're going to keep making stuff you know we're not going to bring in uh english shows we're not going to have to have to bring in american shows that we can start creating our own content which is only going to benefit welsh writers welsh directors welsh actors um so i think that's what's really helped me since coming back is the fact that we're doing stuff locally now uh which is huge yeah it's like your eyes have been opened doesn't it that's really good yeah like all of a sudden like before i left it was like uh you know nothing was being done so it was like well i've got to move i've got to go somewhere you know, people are always sending me things on Facebook, like looking for extras for a Viking scene that's going to be held on a beach. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I love you to bits for thinking of me, but I, you know, I've done an extra. Yeah, yeah, do you want I've to done yes. extra work? Before, Sixteen hours in the freezing oh cold for like. God, it's dreadful. I did that on Merlin years ago with the worst acting, acting, sorry, inverted commas, experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> dreadful. So yeah, so uh, yeah. But I think it's like that sort of, um, the Roger Bannister sort of effect, you know, is when people see people doing it, they realise it can be done and, and yeah. it, it, it builds from there, you know, so. And, uh, yeah, I think anyone, anyone who wants to do it is possible now, like in today's uh, world of technology, you can just create your own content, like you can create a film on your smartphone now, yeah. you can you can do anything you want, you can edit it on your It's like that snowball effect, isn't it? Is that it was like a snowball fight filmed on an iPhone, and I can't remember who the director oh, was. Oh, I've was, seen the video. It was like that, a Hollywood yeah. director, and he's filmed this whole snowball fight on his phone, edited it. It looks amazing. Yep. All on your mobile phone. It's, it's incredible. So there's there's no excuses now. It's just creating your own content and, and working hard. Eh? The same as what you guys have to do. It's just non-stop working. Plugging away. Yeah. Plugging away. Just up and down, in and out. You're going to do my names now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do your, uh, your anagrams. <laughs> so... So, uh, we, we, little featurette of uh, we like to do the anagrams of people's names. So we're going to do anagram, anagrams of Earl Palmer. Earl Palmer is a cool name, anyway. Thank you. Uh, I think that. Was Thank you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, <laughs> just a check. It's, it's not a stage name. Oh, it is. Yes, no, no, no. That's my dad. Yeah, my dad wanted to name me after royalty. Oh, that's cool. And he said Prince was already taken. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, like, Duke. Yeah, Duke Ellington. Carlton Palmer had already been taken. Carlton Palmer, yeah, he'd already been taken. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I got the uh, anagrams of Earl Palmer. I got uh, Lama Real PR. That's a possibility uh, of going to have a company one day. Um, (laughs) Mr. Real Pale. (laughs) That that is me. Uh, Pearl Realm. So that's when you're going to do like some sort of weird. That sounds like a character in Skyrim. For it, does, yeah, gamers. it does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, 
I say this right, Mall Reaper. Oh, I so, like that one. Yeah, yeah, so let's just like... That could be my, that's my Wu-Tang name, that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mall Reaper. Monster Truck. Holy um, Monster Truck. Oh, yes. Alarm Leper. Okay, that's so. Or you can put leper alarm. So if you need to get up in the morning, so a leper hits you in the head, his hands falls off, and then you are actually are awake. <laughs> and uh, this is my favourite one. And I, I, when I first saw it, I laughed my ass off. It's Paler Lamar. Remember the singer Paler Lamar? Lamar yeah, so you've got like a really Lamar. sort of like smooth voice, haven't you? So you're the Paler Lamar. Paler, I'm the Paler Lamar. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that only just hit me. <laughs> So <laughs> you said there were a bunch of other names as well. That yeah. You don't want to. No, no. You don't want to no, say no. those. Yeah, these are these are the most these responsible, are the nice, ones. nice ones. Okay. Yeah. There's um, uh, many other uh, words in your name that uh, can't be broadcastable. <laughs> wow. Paler Lamar, I love that. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. That's your, that's your porn star name. My my friends call me. Um, well, one of my friends calls me. It's an idiot. Remember the the albino guy that was on. Yeah, Big Brother. I do remember, I forget his name now. I forget his name now, but he calls me that all the time. He rings <laughs> me up. <laughs> Pila Lamar, that's, that's, like his a, name that's like a cooler version. It is, isn't it? So, like, fresh into 2020, start of a new year, what sort of uh, head for you now this year, Earl? Mm. So, fingers crossed, I'm not sure how much I can say about it. Um, so, I just shot a, a commercial in Prague, um, which was, like, a brilliant experience. Um... But that's, fingers crossed, that's going to be worldwide. Oh, nice. nice. Um, which would be a, a way bigger payout than just North America. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopeful for that. Um, and then we've got a, I say we, my friend, someone who's been on the show already, Dan Harris, yeah, yeah, is Dan. involved with um, a comedy that we've pitched to the BBC, uh, where weirdly I play a wrestler. Yeah. Um, and we're looking, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's all arrows are pointing towards that getting commissioned this year. Oh, good. Um, nice. As soon as they start the new financial year, um, which is hysterical. Get it's, it. it's brilliant. And I get to play a wrestler, but again, I probably look like a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> That's why it's funny, though. <laughs> yeah, because there's a big guy wearing leggings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what's yeah. not funny about a big guy wearing leggings? Are you going to wear, like, a, are you going to perform some harming stuff? Are you going to stuff yourself or anything like that? I don't need to. Yes, mate. Peach yeah. schlong in the tourist trap does not need to stuff his pants. You're gonna stuff the. Uh, are you gonna make sure the other leg is thinner than the one leg you've got there? Or? Oh, I can't wait because we kind of. We've already shot like a, a teaser, that man. It just it kills me. It's so funny, Brilliant. but it's it's working with um, Welsh Wrestling Federation, right? Which which I didn't know existed. Well, yeah, which I didn't either. But they put on like two or three shows. Which it would be WWF, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Wrestling Federation. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Brilliant. They put on so pa- many, pandas, so many shows a week. Like they were in Abergavenny yesterday. They were in Abergavenny yesterday. Yeah. They're in Newport in a week's time. Okay. They put in so, and they got so many different wrestlers there. And through this, like I'm going to end up like fighting in there, learning all the moves. That's amazing. So you go proper Mick, Mickey Rock and really get into it. Like, yeah. So like, it. yeah, these guys like Kid Curry is a, is one of the wrestlers. He's a, he looks an absolute legend. Like if you find him on Instagram or follow him, the stuff they do is legit. I thought ah, watch wrestling is going to be a bit of a joke. And I watched a few of the videos. It's like dear God, like they do proper moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's guys like getting up on the top rope and like somersaulting stuff. I'm like, what the. Like, I'm not doing that. I'll be one of the guys that just sort of stands there like Big Daddy and, like, puts his shoulder out and people fall down. I don't fancy getting my chest slapped. You know when they do that? They put you in the corner and they go... Yeah. 
but these guys yeah these guys are like proper legit wrestling athletes and i'm like wow yeah so hopefully fingers crossed i get to do all that stuff yeah best luck to you man um, that'd be great yeah that'll be massive for me 2020 that'll be huge superb wow. watch this space yeah the be, top uh, rope the yeah. top it's rope. coming Nice. I don't know if I could just if I was allowed to say that, but the, I have. We just make up other names now, just to sort of like lose it a bit. The clothes line. Well, yeah. What's my wrestling <laughs> name again? Oh, Mall uh, Reaper, wasn't it? Mall Reaper. Mall yeah. Reaper. Oh. I mean, I got the wrestling name already. I can't say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> The more AKA the Mall Reaper, yeah. AKA Paler Lamar, <laughs> <laughs> and come into the ring like singing some smooth soul. Yeah. yeah. Well, if there's any justice in the world, you're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say the other names now. Like, have you got them written down or no? No, 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 I didn't write them down. It's too dodgy. Heartbreaking. I'll, t- I'll message you. Earl, Thanks. it's been an absolute pleasure. No, Thank it's been awesome. Time. Thank you very and, much. Uh, good luck with everything coming up in 2020. Thank you very much, James. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was the Tales from Wales podcast. Uh, big thanks to Earl Palmer for coming in, a man with a velvet voice, and uh, otherwise known as Pete Schlong. Uh, really interesting guy, nice, nice bloke. Uh, when you have a chance, uh, look on YouTube for Die Pool, the film he made with Andy Osho. Uh, and yeah, we wish, wish him the best of luck. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, tell your friends, like, subscribe, all that jazz. And yeah, enjoy. Thank you very much. Uh, cheers for listening. Cheers, thank you. We keep the world.